Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. It's time to rank the head coaches in the Pac-12, by far the best Power 5 conference, by far the best group of coaches, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sure. Elite. Trey, who is number 12 on our list, who's probably 12th nationally, honestly. Yeah, maybe 15th. But yeah, it was, uh, it's Carl Durrell of Colorado. And to me, it was a, a lackluster hire a couple years ago, and I'm, I'm still not seeing many reasons to have him, you know, hire. Um, he did overachieve against a, a light COVID schedule in his first year, but four and eight last season. Um, they have the 56th ranked overall recruiting class, so not a lot of, you know, hope in that regard. You look at preseason SP plus this upcoming year; they would have him 102nd with with a bad offense and defense. So, not not feeling it in Boulder right now. Yeah, and they lost some big yeah. transfers this offseason. Yeah, it's uh, not a good time to be in Boulder in Boulder now. It's beautiful, but yeah, not the football. You team. got that going for you. Yeah, he's got that. All right, number eleven, we have Jake Dickert um, from Washington State. Uh, he went three and three after taking over for for Nick Rolovich. Um, so that you know, decent start. Uh, but he's so tough to judge. Only three years as a defensive coordinator before this, one at Wyoming and two at Wazoo. And he's, those were good defenses, so that's that's promising. Um, you know, and he's done well so far. Recruiting, not, you know, that great, but it's Wazoo, and he just kind of started, so that's hard to judge too. There's just, like, nothing to go off of here other than just those yeah. three defenses that he had, and they were good. So TBD, man. Who knows? Yeah. I, I thought I thought he did well to close the season. Uh just they were yeah, competitive. So, yeah. Uh, number ten on the list is Justin Wilcox at Cal. He's twenty six and twenty eight in his career there. His recruiting has overall been been average. So you would think, based on that record, uh, that he would be on the hot seat. But he actually just received a contract extension at Cal, and Oregon tried to hire him away reportedly this this past off season. So he is apparently valued highly by some. Um, and Cal did get hit harder with COVID restrictions than maybe any other program in the yeah. country. So I will say before that, it did kind of seem like there was incremental improvement. Maybe things could be headed in the right direction, and maybe that's what kind of derailed it. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But for now, there's no reason for him to be much higher. Yep. Yep. Number nine, Jed Fish of Arizona. Now, he, he jumped from our rankings uh, and everyone's rankings from, from last year. The fact that he got Arizona to have the 22nd ranked recruiting class is just remarkable since they've only had one winning season since 2015. They're 1-16 in the last two years. He, got, he convinced guys to come to Tucson. Um, he, he, uh, I will say, though, they're, they're, they only had the, the one win this past year. They had five single-digit close losses, so they were, they were competitive. Um, it seems the team seems to be buying into what fish is, uh, is selling. Um, I'm not so sure how good he can get them, but enough at least to improve in our rankings. Yeah, for sure. Brought in transfer quarterback, Jaden Delora, right? So who knows? They, I think they'll be a much improved team come this, this year. I think they'll win more than one. All right. Moving on to number eight, cross town, cross state, I guess, rival. You got Herm Edwards from, uh, Arizona state, um, He's 25 and 18 at Arizona State and 17 and 14 in Pac-12 play. So that's a good, solid record there at ASU. Nothing amazing, but good. And up until this past year, things were looking pretty good. Um, but then 
all the trouble happened kind of off the field and coaches getting fired and uh, players transferring and uh, recruiting just massively suffering. So at this point, you know, if you just look at the on-field production, he'd be much higher than eighth. Well, maybe not much higher, but he'd be higher yeah. than eighth. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But you just you can't ignore this offseason. It's just going to look – it's going to be so hard for him to be successful from this point on. Yeah. He was impossible to rank just because of that. Yeah. Like you said, the re- on-field results have been good, but now – yeah, maybe he's. We'll see what end up ends up happening, but he might have caused something to tank the program. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to number seven, Dan Lanning at Oregon. Never been a head coach before. Um, never ever been a head coach before. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about the live television kid, and in a lot of conferences, I feel like that would that would have him lower on this list, uh, but it's the Pac-12 and it's not the greatest list of head coaches so here he is at yeah. 7 and he already seems to be showing that recruiting will not be an issue for him like he is focused yeah. energy on that for sure he's got Phil Knight helping out which in this NIL era could Huge. be yeah very helpful um he's hired coaches that are good recruiters so that's that's definitely an emphasis um so there's reason for excitement but he's very young inexperienced so uh, but Trey, you were actually, you were the lowest on him. You're kind of pumping the brakes. You thought maybe Ryan and I were a little bit too high. Well, I mean, I had him ninth, which is still ahead of a few coaches. And I just, I struggle with first year coaches. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Oregon will have better success than some of those bottom schools. But I just, I, the thing I struggle with for him is, yes, I know he's an elite recruiter and that's fantastic. Um, and he surrounded his staff with other good recruiters, it seems. Um, but, you know, when I look at him, he was the defensive coordinator at Georgia but when I, you know, when you think about Georgia, it's really Kirby Smart's defense. Now he and he learned from the best, so so good for him. So, but you know Mario Cristobal was also a good recruiter, and now USC might be back, kind of relevant again. So I want to see if he can keep Oregon, you know, at its present level, or see if it declines. I'm still in that. I'm just in the waiting mode. It's fair. If if we had been uh, this cautious with Jimmy Lake, then I think it, things would have yeah. gone a lot better for us because yeah. we were we yeah. were a few years ago sky high on Jimmy Lake. He just seemed kind of like at least a, he was within the program. Like he was, you yeah, know, just keeping it going. It's not like starting a new regime, but boy, he really messed it up. Didn't work out. No, yep. no. All right, number six, David Shaw of Stanford. Falling kind of in the middle of the Pac-12 seems seems right, since I, I feel like he's at a crossroads here. Um, he's difficult to grade because his last four years have been pretty poor, uh, but his first six or so were just remarkable. Um, you know, how much do you weigh that prior success when you're making these rankings? Because those first six years, won 10 or more in five of them. Uh, I know he inherited a, a, a great program, which we've talked about, so maybe you knock him a point, but to his credit, he continued it. Um, it's just that now they've been kind of irrelevant. Two out of three losing seasons haven't been ranked recently. They've recruited better than what their on-field performance has been, which isn't the greatest sign. Yeah, yeah they had a little bit of it. going the wrong way. They had a little bit of a dip in recruiting, but this past cycle were very good. It seems like it took them a while to yeah. get used to the, the early signing period, and it's difficult to get players into into stanford um so but it seems like they've adjusted and and maybe they're gonna i don't know maybe they'll cycle back up i was kind of moving him farther and farther down the list but i'm i don't know not giving up on him that's yeah Yeah, the recruiting is going to give it at least a possibility of him to come back you know you have that as there's a chance 
All right, let's move on to number five, which is pretty crazy to say that a first-year head coach is, you know, top five. In Uh-oh, is this our next conference. Jimmy Lake? Oh, no. Kalen DeBoer, yeah, Washington, another Washington guy that unproven well, head he's coach. Been head well, coach yeah, he's been a head he's coach. Yeah, he's been a head coach. Excuse yeah. me. But still first-year as far as that at Washington, of course. Yeah. Um, he, he did a great job at Fresno State, 12-6 and six there, 9-3 and three this past year. Before that, he was a good offensive coordinator at Indiana when they had a kind of a nice turnaround there, and and then Fresno before that. Um, you know, and technically, you know, Kalen DeBoer, he has the highest winning percentage of any current head coach <laughs> for the minimum no. of five years. NAIA? Oh no! Oh, you're just counting. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, minimum of five years. Oh, you're counting NAIA? No, no, no. Just at the Power Five. Yeah, I am. Or, any I mean, at the... current, any head coaching experience in college. At any level, he that's was sixty-seven weak, and three at Sioux Falls. Sixty-seven and three. Ah, gotcha. gotcha. That's amazing. <laughs> no, that is like that. I like to see that. Like, yeah, man, that's, that's true. That's that not nice. having that Tells experience. Hey, a lot of those guys started like that, you know, like uh, uh, Brian Kelly uh, was was his Grand Valley State or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, Grand Valley he, State, something like that. So seventy-nine and nine overall. Nobody can touch that. Uh, we're high on him. Why is the bros? Apparently we, we think he's a good coach and we think he'll get Washington's offense turned around a little bit here. And he's a good coach. He's a good coach. Just get better. Offenses get better (laughs) wherever he goes. He's, he's done a great job at every position he's been in. So I am, I'm high on him for sure. It's a tough situation he's walking into, but I think they'll get better. Offensively. All right. Moving on to number four, Chip Kelly at UCLA. I don't know, kind of a weak number four here. The, the first three <laughs> seasons, first three seasons were pretty bad for him there. Um, so I had him a couple slots lower. So I am I'm a little bit lower on on Chip Kelly. The high school recruiting has been bad, uh, especially by UCLA standards. And I at this point, I don't weigh the Oregon tenure very much because it seemed like what he had at that time was a, a huge schematic advantage on the rest of college football, which. It appears that he does not have, at least to that extent, anymore. Um, but, I mean, last year was good. UCLA went 8-4, and four, so maybe it just kind of took him a while to get going, and, and now he's got it. And now the transfer portal is helping him out because he doesn't he clearly doesn't like to recruit, but the transfer portal, yeah. you only got to recruit the guy for like two weeks, if that. So, yeah, so maybe quick. that's going to yeah. help him because he's doing a, a good job in there. But, uh, Trey, you were the highest on him. You had him third. So what were, what were your thoughts on, on Kelly? Really, my thought is I struggled so much after the top two in the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not overly confident having Chip there, but my tiebreaker was, okay, I'll give him a little bit of credit for his Oregon days. And I mm-hmm. kind of looked at these other programs, like who's maybe trending up? And I said, UCLA, they had that, you mentioned that they had the good year, eight and four last year. Now he's got a full roster of his dudes. I think the offense will be good again this year. Just maybe the defense needs to catch up, but it was very tough after the top two for me. Okay, so let's move on to the coach that uh, Ryan and I had third on our list. Yeah, and that's Jonathan Smith of Oregon State. You know, he inherited a 1-11 team and has seemingly improved the Beavers each year. Uh, just hit his fourth year, made a bowl game, had the Civil War meaningful uh, with the potential Pac-12 title berth on the line. He did well under Chris Peterson as offensive coordinator at Washington before. He's really improved the Oregon State offense, and it should be strong again this upcoming season. You know, and I, I watch a lot of those Pac-12 late games, and his teams, they kind of pass the eye test with, with how they, they fight and play for him. 
you know, despite being outclassed in, in talent, you can tell how he generally gets the most out of them. Yeah, I, I love Jonathan Smith. I think he's done amazing. I was high on him, you know, I had him high this higher, if close, even before this bowl game season. Um, his for second year there, they were like so, so, so close to making a bowl game. So I kind of just considered that. And that was a massive leap from where they where he inherited them. So the way they run the ball is such a good ground game. The way he's proven himself for the as an offensive coach, I I'm very high on him nationally. He's underrated. Agreed. Uh, let's get to uh, a wide gulf, though, still between <laughs> third here and the top two. Yes, no doubt about it. We got number two, Kyle Whittingham of Utah, 144 and 70 there. That's a lot of wins um, at one place. Um, 53 and 42 in Pac-12 play, which may not sound all that great, um, but they when they made the, the leap to the Pac-12, they struggled a little bit their first three years kind of getting used to it. But ever since then, it's been lights out. They've done a great, great job. And of course, kind of capping it off this past year by winning the Pac-12 for the first time and making it to the Rose Bowl and playing in a, a classic of a Rose Bowl game. Um, fortunately, they, they lost at the end to Ohio State, but an amazing accomplishment just being there. And that was a great game. But he's had such a great long career and had such so much success that you could even make an argument for, for him to be number one on this list. But He's uh, a well-deserving, clear number two, at least. Okay, let's uh, move on. That's, I mean, I echo everything there. It's hard to say anything yeah. negative about Kyle Whittingham. Yeah. But number one, uh, we all agreed, was Lincoln Riley at USC. And, of course, all we have really to go off of is, is what he did at Oklahoma. And Bob Stoops hired him there when they were coming off of a, of a bad year. I think they had five losses, and they were kind of – uh, you know, losing two to three conference games on average the several years prior. Riley showed up, immediately improved the offense. They made the college football playoff uh, his first year as as OC, had two two top five finishes, and then uh, Bob Stoops handed off the reins to him. Handed him, a, of course, a, a very good program, but Lincoln Riley arguably elevated it. He elevated the recruiting. They made three straight college football playoffs. Uh, he had, they won the Big 12 four years in a row, 55 and 10 was his record overall there. The only schools with fewer than 10 losses in that span were Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. So I guess Pretty the worst good. thing you can say about him is he was he was worse than those schools. Yeah, that's not saying much. Not, and not he's bad. a snake that left Oklahoma. So oh, that's wow. How dare he? <laughs> yeah, true. Mm. Come on. Uh, but okay, let's, let's take a, list, a look at the list of uh, Pac-12 coaches here. We've... we've I, I don't know if we've explicitly said it, but implicitly we've called this a weak a weak list of coaches yeah. overall. Sorry. Uh, what are your kind of overall thoughts, Trey? I don't know. What the the one point I did want to make is, yeah, of course, even though it's not a great you know list of 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 coaches after at least the top two, I'm excited to see the new guys, the new faces. Uh, Dickert at Washington State. He's bringing in Cameron Ward Ward at quarterback. I'm really excited to see him paired up with his old offensive coordinator. Lanning at Oregon. Uh, I want to see his recruiting ability, see how that comes to fruition, see if he can hold Oregon up. And then DeBoer with uh, his offensive background, see if he can you know, at least make Washington a little bit more relevant on the offensive side. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I want to see what DeBoer can do with Washington. It was pretty bad up there on offense. See his magic go to work there. Yeah, I think uh, the guys I'm looking at to rise, potentially uh, rise on this list are Dan Lanning, you mentioned, of course, just the 
the huge ceiling that Oregon has. And then Jed Fish at number nine. If, if he can turn Arizona into a consistent bowl team, which is a big if at this point, but though if he continues recruiting uh, like he just did, then I think it's likely to happen. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to watching him moving forward. I kind of like to look at which coaches are next to go, you know, which coaches are going to get <laughs> oh, fired okay. next. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's fun to look at. Obviously, fun Herm to Edwards look at. <laughs> probably, Herm Edwards is probably maybe the easiest choice. But after him, who are you going with? David Shaw? But eh. I would say I like paying him a lot. I don't know his contract details, but yeah, Chip's right. up there. Chip the Kelly room. could be, even though Chip, I had him high. But just, Justin one. Wilcox just got extended. So I know, that's Carl, the thing. Carl, Dur- Carl Durrell, he could yeah, definitely Carl go. Durrell. Yeah, but it's only yeah. Been a couple of years. Yeah. Anywho, not to end negative, but. <laughs> there we go. Well, oh, I thought it was fun, uh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Be sure to give the video a thumbs up if you like the show. Uh, subscribe and let us know your biggest disagreements if you're watching on YouTube in the in the comments below. Um, and we will see you tomorrow to rank the SEC's head coaches. We'll talk to you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast. Email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.